Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to From the Press Box, the Holland Sentinel Sports Staff's weekly podcast where we talk anything and everything sports. I'm sports editor Dan Diodano, along with our assistant sports editor Will Kennedy. Uh, Will, we're in the middle of basketball playoff run here uh for everything um as the big teams get ready for the big dance we are ready for the smaller dances and the high school dances and anything else having to do with uh dancing and basketball apparently so um we got our the girls districts have started the boys districts start next week uh the uh hope teams are in the ncaa tournament which starts this week just finishing up their miwa tournaments and the GLIAC tournament for Grand Valley's uh, basketball starts this week as well. So it is, um, you know, and we're just about in the all postseason all the time situation going from six days of basketball or five or six days of basketball to seven days of basketball since Grand Valley plays on Sunday. Um, so uh, likely, I should say likely plays on Sunday, assuming that the women get to the final, which they should. They're the number two team in the country. Yeah. Um, so let's start with the, the, uh, the Hope basketball teams, uh, well, this is just a, uh, one of the – Saturday was one of the most epic days in the history of Hope basketball. Um, we had the the men beat Calvin for the uh, MIAA tournament title and automatic bid, and the uh, women went down to Trine and won by four uh, in an, another epic game uh, with Trine uh, between two of the top three, right there, number two and number three. Yep. Uh, teams in the country um so good that both teams are hosting yeah as they should i was gonna say uh, right in the the first weekend of the ncaa tournament uh in different parts of the bracket so uh will let's start i mean we'll start with you went down you made the the epic trip to trine uh to see an amazing game i mean these games really live up to the hype every every single time now yeah um how was i mean hope was up a little, down a little, up a little, down a little. You know, it, there were times where it looked, you know, like they could run away if they had, a, you know, a couple couple good possessions in a row. But then there are also times where it looked like it was getting away from them. Yeah. Uh, how were they able to get it done? Yes, I mean, the cliche around basketball is that it's like, you know, a game of runs. And this game, particularly the first three quarters, was entirely that. So it was like in a game that's two and three against the country in the country, you expect like trading buckets here and there, you know, maybe a, a – five to two run or something like that. But you expect for the most part to be trading buckets. This game was not that at all. The game opened on a hope six Oh run, then trying to run on a 10 Oh run. Then hope came back on a six Oh run. It was just, it was just a lot of X to O runs up into the third quarter. And then um, hope was up by seven points right after halftime, which was the biggest lead either team had all game um, tells you how close it was. I mean, seven points seemed like a million points at that point. Um, but then trying went on a 15 to three run um, to really, uh, I, I don't I can't do math in my head, but they had a, I had a slight lead at that point after that. Um, and yeah, then hope just kind of battled back, but it, it was really impressive. It, it, it obviously to win with, with, with four points. And there were some really uh, impressive 
plays and, and players who don't normally, you know, get all the hype and recognition. Like normally it's obviously Sidney Muller, Olivia Voskel, uh, Kate Majerus and, and, and Kenny Schoonfeld who get all that hype. But there are players who uh, don't fall into that category who just made incredible plays and kept them in it. Like Ella McKinney led the team with 13 points in the first half alone. Um, she didn't score any points in the second quarter, but she sort of held the offense afloat when everybody else was struggling. Casey DeSmit didn't score for the first 38 minutes of the game, but she drilled two back-to-back threes to give Hope the lead um, with like a minute and a half left in the game. Um, and then Olivia Voskel hit the greatest uh, swat I've ever seen in my life. It was just so authoritative with about 10 seconds left in the game. Um, and that really sealed the deal. One, one of the trying players um, uh, was going up, Michaela Artis was going up to shoot a three um, to bring the score within one. Um, and Olivia Voskel just closed. She was like three feet, uh, like three steps away and just closed like a freight train and just swatted the living hell out of the ball. Um, it went into like the first row of the stands. It was incredible. And that, and that, that moment um, sort of sealed the deal for hope. There wasn't enough time to get four points barring a foul. And obviously they weren't going to foul at that point. For sure. Interesting. Uh, we had a similar swat the heck out of the ball situation in the men's game. Uh, there was a shot that went up and Kennedy's brother, Eli Schoonveld leapt out of seemingly out of nowhere and swatted the ball into the stands. I mean, from right by the basket, it was like, it was the whole, I mean, the DeVos field house was packed. It was, um, it was nearly a sellout and it was loud and raucous in there. And that was just the moment of collect collective gasp, you know, because, no one could really see that happening in real time. And I was watching right where that all took place. And all of a sudden he just came out of nowhere. Uh, it was, it was very impressive. Uh, but yeah, similar kind of situation with the men's team. They were playing, you know, Calvin, they, it was, it was close for a while. Then they started, you know, hitting a few threes. They hit a few threes in a bunch and uh Kept the lead. Tanner Wiggerink had a huge game, hit a couple threes, but also had four block shots himself. Yeah. Um, and Schoonveld had three. So, I mean, between the two of them, seven blocks, that's uh, that's a lot. I've never seen somebody – I think Schoonveld had eight rebounds, three blocks, and zero points and was possibly the most important player in the game yeah. with zero points. I've never seen that uh, in a game of that magnitude uh, where the 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 – key figure might have zero points in the yeah. game but it was uh you know he he came in and he was they needed him even more than normal because joshua lilja hurt uh hurt his ankle in the first half like early in the first half and he didn't return so they're out another starter and uh schoonville played a ton and he did a great job and uh 20 points each for dyke clayton dykehouse and um, Evan Thomas, which, uh, you know, the MVP, 20, Evan 20, Thomas, only 20 points for Evan Thomas. That seems low. only 20. And he had a uh, double, double again, shocker. Yeah, um, that kid's just insane. He's so good. I mean, like he's yeah. a guard and he led the MIAA in rebounding. Like <laughs> it's so crazy. Um, but Dykehouse played one of his best games. A very cool to see too, just from a local reporter's perspective. I mean, Weegerink is from, he had his best game of the year. He's from West Ottawa. Dykehouse had one of his best games. He's from Zealand East. Schoonveld's from Holland Christian. They all grew up playing against each other for the most part. Yeah. Um, but to see, I mean, we have it at the women's side too with uh, Voskel and Kennedy Schoonveld, and both from Holland Christian and then Meg Morehouse from Zealand East. 
like there there's been more of that with the uh as far as multiple people with the women's program lately i mean we had dante hawkins from holland who was a really great player at hope um, well, even sydney i mean she's from just grand rapids so i'm sure they played each right. other and out of conference right it's just really cool to see uh it, we you, when hope men's basketball has been at its best they're getting the best players locally yeah. um and and that's you know when they made the run to the final four however many years ago it was now the men um i can't remember now maybe a decade 12 years ago something like that i mean they had three or f- at least three players that were local players um on the team uh, maybe more so it's just uh um just kind of cool to see them all you know step up in the big game against calvin you know with everything on the line now the funny not the i don't know the ironic part the funny part the something part of it is calvin got a bid too yeah i saw that i was stunned not because calvin doesn't deserve a bid because they're a really good team but just based on their record i thought that they they had uh you know a couple more losses than hope I thought that Hope might have had a sliver of a chance if they lost to Calvin. Yeah. But I really didn't think Calvin had a shot, um, you know, with three losses to Hope and then (laughs) getting the at-large bid, but they did. Great for Calvin. That's cool. Great for the MIAA. It's great for the area. Um, You know, they're a a dangerous team. I mean, it's it's hard to take when we see these uh, teams in their rivalry all the time you know it's hard to take out and look at them objectively because rivalry games anything can and does happen we've seen it with um you know in, in all layers of things i mean we saw the holland basket girls basketballs having one of their best years and they got crushed by holland christian early in the year because yeah. it's, it's a rivalry game and they hadn't beaten holland christian in forever and there's a mental mental side of things and i really would have loved to see them play again later in the season um you know who knows who would have won, but I, I'm sure it would have been closer than Much what closer, absolutely. the game was. But you got to take it out of the, the rivalry context. And that's the same thing with Calvin. Most of the time, we only see them in the rivalry context. But this is a really dangerous team that has a lot of weapons. Yeah. And hope it knows them so well, it's easier for them to neutralize each other, both teams. Um, so very cool for the MIAA to see that, uh, you know, that both for the men and the women, were, they're getting two. Um, two representatives from the MIAA this year um, and obviously trying to host. You talk about Calvin, like even on the women's side, like they didn't make, Calvin didn't make the NCAA tournament this year, but I was going through the history of them when, when Calvin played hope on, on Friday for the third time and hope obviously, you know, demolished them and sort of as, as reporters, I feel like you and I are sort of used to hope just running over Calvin and we don't really consider the Calvin women's team as to be like a powerhouse because they're not really going to compete in the MIAA at least in the next couple of years because of trying and hope. But look at their 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 record over the last three years. Um, their head coach Mark Christner, if take away teams named Hope and Trying, he's forty and nine. Right. They're they're like eighteen and four this year. Right. I mean, they're that's it's a good it's a good team and like it's it's not even you know it's just trying has kind of taken the mantle spot of that number two or co-favorite team before like before five years ago there was two decades where hope and calvin were hope and trying in the women's side and calvin made it to the sem uh the final four and the hope women have obviously won a title and made it to the final four another time um the calvin women made the elite eight a few times you know they're they're like that was it like 
they did everything they could to have Hope and Calvin on opposite sides of the NCAA bracket yeah. because there was a chance that they could meet in the final four. Yeah. And that was awesome. Um, I mean, I, I've covered several games where for the women where the Hope, Hope and Calvin were both in the top five. Yeah. Um, just kind of like Hope and Trine are now. Uh, just, it's just, it's interesting. It'll be interesting to see here in the next couple of years with their newer coach, they get some recruits, you know, how that comes into play. Because like you said, I mean, there's not, I mean, they got to get some kind of amazing freshman for them to unseat Hope or Trine next year. Oh yeah. Yeah. And probably the year after. Well, cause they have but, their best players leaving too. You're right. So, I mean, so you got, you know, so, so, but, but two, three years from now, if they're doing a good job recruiting, who knows, you know, it's, yeah. uh, it would, it would be lovely to see a three headed monster in the MIAA rather than just two. That would be, be, uh, a lot more fun. We haven't had that in a while. There was one year like Trine's first year of being real good. Um, they had that. It was Hope Calvin and Trine. And I'm pretty sure they all three made the NCAA tournament. Um, but it's just, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's really fun. So you got to sometimes, like you said, like we were saying, you got to take things out of the scope of the rivalry. Um, so good for the Calvin men. They'll, uh, um, they're playing in Wisconsin. The Hope men will play against Wheaton, Illinois at Wash U in St. Louis. Um, Wheaton's always real good. Uh, they play, Hope's played them a lot of over the years in non-conference games and in the NCAA tournament. Uh, it's going to be a very tough test. Um, for the flying Dutchman, uh, I, Wheaton's beatable. And if hope is shooting the three, like they can, and like they do in bunches, uh, if they're going in, they got a shot, but it's going to be a struggle if the shots aren't falling because Wheaton's real good. And, uh, you know, NCAA tournament, every little thing is magnified. Um, and also wash is real good too. They're obviously hosting. So even if they got through Wheaton, it would be, uh, tough test in the second game. I'm not saying they can't get out of that, but it's um, they're definitely not favored, and that's okay. I mean, not a, you know that's the, their their goal was to win the MIAA and have a shot in the tournament, and that's what they've got. And they have enough talent with Evan Thomas and the outside shooting and the defense that they play. They have a shot to beat anybody, and that's very exciting. It's not like um, you know some years. You, you, teams can limp into the tournament and you're like, well, they got no chance. Yeah. Uh, Hope's got a lot of different things that can be going for them where they can even have, um, you know, one thing not working as long as the other two things are working, they're in the game, you know? So uh, that, that's, that's cool. And this will be the time in the NCAA tournament, especially when you're behind, they got Evan Thomas. And that is a huge deal too, because if outside shots aren't falling, you have a go-to scorer and that is key, as we've you know found over the years with uh, with both Hope teams in the NCAA tournament. They struggle when they don't have a go-to scorer um, because when you get behind, you gotta you know you kind of gotta feed the hot hand or you know have somebody kind of pull you out of it. And Evan Thomas absolutely is that kind of player. Uh, they have other players that can do that too, though now, which is uh, which is also exciting. So uh, should be very interesting. Um, but uh, it's definitely going to be a tough, uh, tough test on the road against Wheaton. Uh, but it's, uh, you know, exciting for the MIAA champion Dutchman. And then uh, for the Hope women, right, they play in uh, La Roche. La Roche out of Pennsylvania, the Allegheny Mountain Collegiate Conference champions. Um, I don't know much about their women's basketball program. Uh, 
but I am a former Allegheny Mountain Collegiate Conference athlete, so I know a lot about LaRoche. Um, <laughs> and they're very good at everything. I know that yeah. much. But uh, I, I think I looked them up there. So I think their their record is something around like twenty and five. Um, mm-hmm. Their women's basketball team. So they're they're. I mean, they're they're no slouch. They're, they're certainly not going to come in and and you know get absolutely obliterated, or else I don't expect them to. But um, we'll see. I mean, the MIAA is a better women's basketball conference than the AMCC by by vast by by leaps and bounds. So uh, right. could be a blowout. Could be close. But I expect Hope to at least win the first game. Um, right for sure. And that's. I mean, there there is. The host teams are, you know, seeded out to win, but it doesn't always happen. I mean, the yeah. Hope, a few years ago, I think it was either the year before or the year after that Hope was in the finals. So they were in the finals in 2010. So it was either, this is either 2009 or 2011. They were, they hosted the first, first couple rounds. They lost to Wash U um, stunningly, you know, in that first weekend. Uh, it happens, you know, uh, you got to, you got to play your game. And uh, that's, at, the, at that point, that was like one of like three Hope home losses since DeVos Open. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and it was like the only one that Calvin didn't cause at that point. So, um, so we'll, you know, this Hope's obviously seated, you know, they ho- they're hosting for a reason, you know, yeah. just as Trine's hosting for a reason. I'm glad Trine is hosting as well uh, yeah, because, yeah. you know, the both, you know, the games are close. Three of their or two of their three losses were to Hope, number two team in the country, yeah. and their other one was to a, like a top ten team or at least yeah, a top ten team good. at the time. Yeah. So I feel yeah. like even if Shrine wasn't hosting, no matter where they went, unless they went to DeVos, they would be favored to win the bracket. The, right. The right. So and this this opens up a you know that possible chance that they could meet again later down the road in the bracket, which is always fun. Um, so we'll yeah, we'll see what happens, but. Uh, that, that those games will be at uh, the first couple games will be at DeVos Fieldhouse this weekend. We'll have full coverage there. Um, so, we, but that's not the only playoffs going on. We got high school playoffs going on right now. Uh, will we had the girls uh, basketball districts openers last night? Yep. You uh, you covered West Ottawa against Jenison. Um, what did you see from the Panthers in their victory? I mean, just like they have all season, a really good defense. Uh, an and offense that was good enough to get the job done. Uh, final score was 44 33. Uh, really kind of extended that lead uh, much, much bigger in the, in the fourth quarter. But I mean, halftime, the final, the score was, I think, 13 to 17. So it was like a really defensive struggle. Um, uh, the Panthers held, Gen- they played Jenison, beat Jenison. Um, the last time they played them, uh, Jenison won, but this time they, they, they got the better of the Wildcats. West Ottawa held Jenison to a combined eight points in the second and third quarters. Um, so four points each quarter, which is just insane. Um, yeah. West Ottawa's offense wasn't doing all that great, but towards the end of the third quarter, they went on an eight, two run that really gave them a cushion. And then at that point they just started playing with confidence, even more confidence than they were on defense, knowing that they could, you know, make a go, go for a steal or an interception and get a, get a quick turnover. Um, as opposed to if they were only up by like two or three, they would have played safer. So like that confidence really elevated them, got to a, a 10, 11 point lead and, and, and all that. And, and, and it was good. And, and shout out to Grace Pedersen. She, she guarded a uh, Tieran Maynard, who's one of the better players in the OK Red. I mean, she's all conference as a sophomore going to be all conference again this year. I would imagine she only had eight points, one field goal, and she hit the field goal with about five seconds left in the game when uh game was already well decided um so 
yeah, I mean, that she's the player that really makes them tick. So being able to shut her down completely for the most part was was really impressive. Uh, and that, that, that was fun to watch. For sure. And then they're going to play, as of this recording, they will be playing tomorrow against uh, Zeeland West. Zeeland West beat Granville 36-33 in the final seconds, uh, but turned, turned the tide with a 9-0 run in the, early in the second half. Uh, and then kind of held them off from there. Uh, Zealand West is a really interesting team because very interesting. They got a lot of talent. They they can run. They can play transition. They can play good defense. Most of their games are pretty low scoring, but they they're twelve and nine. Uh, it's still not a where you thought you know maybe thought they would be with you know a talented uh, six three post player plus you yeah. know some guards that can. That, that they can play so uh but it's the tournament time so it doesn't really matter anymore yeah, exactly. whether they were 12 and 9 or 9 and 12 or 1 and 20 or whatever um but uh they so they'll play west ottawa it should be a decent game like both teams are it's a low score going to be a low scoring defensive kind of style game like both of their games were on monday uh the game's at the dutch dome uh, in Holland, and they will uh, play uh, before Holland faces number two Hudsonville. Uh, but Holland to get there uh, won their the Holland girls won their first district game since 2009, uh, which is quite a long time ago. Um, and they dominated Zealand East uh, from the start. Uh, Zealand East scored the first basket of the game, and then Holland made four of their next five shot attempts, and they were all threes, and they made six threes in the first quarter and eight, eight threes overall and just one by a ton. And they just got it done. The energy kept moving. It was, a, it wasn't one person either. The six of uh, the six, the six threes came through four people um, and they were really moving the ball. And then uh, Ari Gray had a huge game without hitting a three um, and she ended up leading them in scoring. So they were able to build the lead with threes and then pound it inside and play good defense. Um, tough, loss for the chicks they had won three of their last four coming into it after not having won a game all season then they closed the regular season winning three of their last four which is um about as much momentum as you can get when you lose your first 15 yeah Um, Yeah. and uh you know they figured some things out and and you know uh maddie sure had some big some big games for them uh down the stretch and she was held to to one three-pointer um against Holland. They played good defense on her. Um, and you know, she ended up having to, you know, rush a few shots because they were behind by quite a bit. Uh, so it just, they couldn't find much rhythm on offense. So it should be interesting. I mean, Holland's going to play Hudsonville They're, I mean, on paper, Hudsonville is clearly the better team. Uh, but how cool that for the first time since 2009, the, the Dutch get a, a extra game, and they get to host it, and they get to host a team that I think could win the state championship. Say Hudson Hill's ranked two or three in the country. They're ranked two. They're ranked two right now. Um, I'm not really sure how they're not one, but you know that's that's out of my that's out of my control. But this is I mean this is a team that made the final you know made that made that march to the final last year and um, has you know most of their studs returning and they've been playing great. Yeah. So, uh, but just to, I mean that's. That's what you want. You want to be in the playoffs, having won in the playoffs, to earn a shot to play the best. And I think that's really cool. So it's going to be a really 
whatever happens against Hudsonville, it's going to be a really cool thing. Um, you know, that they're, you know, that Holland gets to host that game in the Dutch dome. So, um, then we'll also have, uh, Holland Christian and Hamilton will be playing not against each other. They'll be playing back to back, um, in their district, hoping to face each other in the final. And then, uh, Saugatuck had a bye there. They'll, they'll be playing Potter's house who beat black river on Monday and, uh, Fenville lost their, uh, district open on Monday. So, um, we got three, three different districts with action, lots of teams amongst those districts though. So yeah. should be some pretty exciting basketball coming up. Yeah. So, um, then we got boys, boys districts next, uh, coming up next week, uh, in the same, same, uh, division one district, uh, Zealand East and West Ottawa are playing each other in the first round, Jenison versus Holland and Zealand West versus Granville. And then in Division Three, Saugatuck will be playing Potter's House, and Fenville will be playing Black River. Uh, Holland Christian and Hamilton are in an interesting division where they both have a bye, and uh, so they won't be playing on Monday. They'll be playing Wednesday. Holland Christian will play the Hopkins Wayland winner, and Hamilton will play the Allegan Hastings winner. So, uh, just really in, kind of an interesting situation. Uh, just overall, uh, I think Will we've seen a lot of. West Ottawa boys, Zealand East boys, Holland boys, Zealand West boys, obviously. We've seen Jenison, we've seen the Jenison and Granville boys a little bit, but not nearly as much. But it seems like that Division One district is very up for grabs, uh, which is kind of fun. Any of those teams, you know, West Ottawa and Zealand West played early in the season, and Zealand West won on a buzzer beater. Yeah. Uh, Zealand, East, Zealand East and West have split with each other. Holland has beaten both Zealand East and West, I believe. And uh, they at least took West to overtime. I know they um, beat East. I was at that game. I don't know. They beat East and they at least took West to overtime one of the times. And, you know, and Holland and West versus West Ottawa was uh, a decent game at the beginning of the year too. So it's just, uh, it's really interesting. The level is very even uh, throughout. So anything could happen. Should be exciting. Uh, Zealand East versus West Ottawa, Jenison versus Holland, Zealand West versus Granville. And, uh, you know, we'll see, kind of see where things go from there. Um, they, yeah, they, they, like I said, they all could win, um, but they will all not win. <laughs> no, um, it's, yeah, it's, it's a, one of the, one of the closest districts I can remember as far as, um, you know, teams, uh, teams going in there now. Hudsonville has a has a buy in that district, so Hudsonville will play the West Ottawa Zealand East winner. But Hudsonville, uh, I'm pretty sure West Ottawa split with them through the year too. So it's not like they're uh, a couple years ago they were head and shoulders above everybody, and there it is not the case this year. So that should be interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, it looks to be set up for a possible Holland Christian Hamilton final, um, which is always fun. That rivalry is really fun. Um, so it would be uh, at Hamilton, right? Uh, I'm not sure. The girls, are hosting, girl, Hamilton. the girls are hosting at Hamilton. So I, I don't think that that is where that game is, but I will check as we're speaking. So um, is there anything, I mean, what's your take on, uh, obviously Fenville is, will be favored against uh, Black River. Uh, Wayland is hosting that uh, district with Holland Christian Hamilton. Okay. Um, so, so Fenville, who knows they can make a run, but they also got, Covenant Christian and Triunity Christian and those other, you know, a lot of teams that are tough in the yeah. postseason after that first round matchup. So it's uh, 
it could be kind of like the girls. Every the the level of play he has even, and the the level of the bottom of our teams has risen considerably yeah. Yeah. Uh, across the board. So the 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 games are more competitive. The games are very exciting. But we don't have a team like Zealand's boys last year that was 19 and one that could make a big run in the playoffs or that or in years before that, the Hamilton girls, you know, won five districts in a row and kept going and won a couple regionals and were in the state semifinals one year, quarterfinals another year. After that, on the boys side, that Zealand's team, and it's, it's not even remotely close to what it was last year, is Holland Christian. I think they're the only team that's well above 500. I think they have 14 wins. Right, um, and everybody it's, else is hovering around 500, either a game or two above or a game or two below. Right, and their district seems to be played out for Holland Christian to be the favorite. Yeah, I mean, they've, uh, I would say, are they in the same district as Hamilton, right? Yeah, they both, and they are their two teams with the buys. Yeah, so. and Hamilton, I mean, Holland Christian went 2-0 and against Hamilton in the regular season. Um, first time, it was a bit of a blowout. Second time, it was, it was much closer, but the Maroons sort of uh, – pushed their lead up in the fourth quarter and, and made it a little more comfortable, but um, maybe third time's a charm, but I just, you know, I beat, beat a team. It's, twice it's hard. Time. It's hard to bet against any team that's got Jalen overway. I mean, to be honest, really unless and, and I mean, Overway's not having a good night. You know, they got Adam Crozy too. Um, yeah. They got, I mean, they got a lot of talent on that team and it's just when things are going, not going well, you could just dump it into the post and Jalen will get it done. Yeah at least three out of four times down there. And that's, that's all you need. You know, it certainly has players with like Brady Tebow and, and Brant Goodpaster and, and, you know, um, Thanos McElwain, yeah. players, but they're not nearly as, when you go to a Holland Christian game, you know, Adam and Jalen are going to be at their peak that night. Right. When you go to a Hamilton game, like maybe one of them will be really good that night. Maybe the other two will just be right. serviceable. I don't think I've seen a game where all three of them are like firing on all cylinders. Right. And that's not to say it couldn't happen. And that's what makes Hamilton a dangerous team in the playoffs because of that, uh, because they have things spread out a little bit more. And if everybody's, yeah, I I get what you're saying. Usually they kind of rely on who's got the hot hand, but it's usually one or one and a half people that have the hot hand. If they can get three people have a hot hand, then watch out. And that's that 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 changes the dynamics quite a bit. And and Hamilton, Nick Cronemeyer's a very good coach, and he has done some things in the postseason that have been interesting, uh, that have worked and almost worked at times. So they a couple years ago they were playing, they were uh not, I will say not even probably on paper as good as they are this year. And they were playing Benton Harbor in the districts at the Civic Center. And Benton Harbor was ranked number two in the state and had the person who won Mr. Basketball. Yeah. Uh, Scooby Johnson, I think his name was. Um, so they, their plan was there's no way if they get behind, there's no way. Yeah. So their, their thing was, we're just going to shoot all threes. It's pulled, but I like it. And it worked in the first, I mean, it didn't work. They didn't win the game, but like they were in the game at halftime. Uh, you know, they were, <clears throat> it, they kept it way closer than everybody thought because, they're on a different side of the bracket. Um, so uh, Benton Harbor had just beaten Holland Christian in the first round of the districts, which should have been the final because this was before they seeded it. Okay. Holland Christian was at or even was even better than they are this year. Yeah. And they they had to play each other in the first round. And it was a great game. It was a great game. Uh, it was, you know, decently close. And, you know, it was it was a very exciting basketball. And then they played Hamilton. Next, and you're thinking, well, all right, well, they 
they beat Holland Christian by 11 or whatever, nine or whatever it was. They're going to kill Hamilton. Well, Hamilton is just like, we're going to keep shooting threes. And they just, a lot of them went in for early on. They started to, uh, Benton Harbor pulled away a little bit in the second half. Um, they have, I feel like they hit Benton Harbor themselves hit a couple of threes right before halftime, which really changed the momentum. Yeah. Um, if I remember correctly, but they changed things up and in every district for the thing, Nick Cronemeyer has been able to change up the the plan and pull something out of the hat like that. And, you know, whether it works or not, you're giving your, he's given his team the best shot yeah. that they can have. And so who knows what he's going to pull. I mean, after you saw they, you know, Holland Christian crushed them in the first game. Yeah. And like I said, the second game was much, much, second closer. game was much closer. And so maybe there's some, some adjustments there, but I mean, obviously Brad Jansen is a really good coach too. Yes, so the, you know, he'll see some, you know, some things like that. I just, I mean, Brad hasn't been here as long, so I haven't, I haven't seen anything he's had to pull out of the hat for a district game or anything like that. Well, I mean, uh, they made it to, I think the regional final last year, right. Or district final, district final. district yeah. final, And like, nobody thought they would be that good. Um, right. They only lost by like two points to, I don't remember what team it was, but it was like a really good team. Right. Um, Unity, right. Wasn't it? Maybe it was, it, was, it was somebody who ended up making a, a relatively deep run. Um, I guess yeah. in the district finals, you already have made a relatively deep run, but right. Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see. It. It'll be interesting to see, but I, I like that the, the level of play has evened out and we're, we might get to that point where we have, I mean, we could have no girls win their district. No girls teams, I mean, but girls basketball like overall has been so good that it's, you know, I mean, we got Hudsonville obviously is in there. Yeah. And uh, I, I would imagine either Holland Christian or Hamilton would win their district. Cause I mean, they're, they're going yeah. to each other in the, all, all, all they need to do is win the semifinals and they're going to play each other in the final. So right. Then somebody will win. Yeah. But it's just, of, it's just really, it's just, it's, it's just an interesting thing, but I like, I like that we're, that more teams have a shot. I mean, for years, Holland never had a shot. Um, even before the last, you know, it comes and goes, the shot comes and goes for Saugatuck. They've obviously been quite good the last couple of years. Yeah. The last few years. Um, but, you know, I mean, it, we've, we're, we've been so used to just having Hamilton make deep runs every year um, that it's, it's nice that other teams are catching up. Zeeland West caught, caught up this year and Holland. Um, you know, Zeeland East took Zeeland East took a little bit of a dip this year, but that was expected when they, you know, graduated four starters yeah. and uh, uh, and then their top two players off the bench as well. So, um, you know, you weren't, weren't we weren't expecting it to them to have a big up year, um, but that doesn't mean they won't now. I mean, they got a lot of young talent now, so we'll see how that goes the next couple of years. So. Um, yeah, it should be interesting with the boys' districts, but we'll have full coverage of that, too. Uh, remember, everybody, to vote for uh, the Athlete of the Week, uh, which it comes out Sunday evening, and voting lasts until noon on Wednesdays. Um, so get out there and vote for that. And uh, I feel like before we log off, we should uh, yeah. mention uh, just, you know, I, I don't know. I guess we're allowed to say good luck, right? We're objective. We're, you know, good luck to sure. the 14, good luck to the 14 individual wrestlers heading to four field this weekend, especially the, the five girls who, you know, are the first girls from any of their schools to make it to the, the state wrestling tournament. So congratulations to them and good luck this weekend. Very cool. And we'll have more uh, talk about that and break down how they, how they did next week at our podcast. But yes, we are absolutely allowed to say good luck to all the wrestlers out there. Very cool that we've got, um, 
a, a an actual girls wrestling state tournament um and that and that we have in that first year we have five five girls from the area going very cool four from uh, Ottawa, one from holland which are the only two schools that have girls wrestlers on their team right and so and then we've got a handful of fellows too um and so it should be should be pretty uh pretty action-packed at ford field and we'll you know we'll have more of that we also have got um zealand bowling will be at the state tournament this weekend yep. Um, and they're a couple years removed from a state championship and we'll see how they do. Um, and then the grand Valley, uh, grand Valley basketball starts their GLIAC tournament this week. The women are ranked number two in division two now, and they have, uh, they, I think they went 20, what, 21 and one in the regular they season. Lost one game. Yeah. They're all like, an and they avenged that loss because it was to Saginaw Valley and they beat Saginaw Valley on Saturday. So uh, they have avenged their only loss. Now they head to the GLIAC tournament as the host. So they will play Wednesday in the first round. The semifinals are Saturday and the finals are Sunday. And then off the NCAA tournament uh, after that. Um, no matter what happens in the GLIAC tournament, they're going to make the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Uh, and then the men will see what happens with the GLIAC tournament. Obviously, they're, uh, I would say they might have to win the GLIAC tournament. They probably have to win the GLIAC tournament to get a bid. Yeah. Uh, they, they, have the, they have the talent to do it. They've just had a lot of had a lot of really close losses this year. Yeah. Uh, they lost to Saginaw Valley on Saturday by two points. Um, they've had a lot of those kind of games. So um, if they can finish some games, they could be in the finals. So we'll see how that goes too. So, but we'll have coverage of that as well. Uh, HollandCentral.com and uh, all the hope action uh, basketball, both uh, in Holland and from St. Louis. So uh, those games, if you, uh, if you're not planning on driving to St. Louis, uh, there should be a, there'll be, I think, believe there'll be a live stream on a hopes athletic website that they will have that. Um, I think all the NCAA games will be live streamed somewhere. Um, so all those links will be there on the hope website. And, uh, but if you can get to DeVos to watch the hope women, I mean, this is a very special team. Um, uh, so take, take your chance now to watch, to get a chance to watch them if you haven't, or, or even if you have, um, and then also high school support your team. This is it. We're in the playoffs now. Uh, you know, everything is uh, everything's magnified. Everything is win or go home. So it's uh, exciting, thrilling, exhilarating, heartbreaking. It's got all the emotions. So uh, this is the best part of sport. Um, you know, when you get get all the emotions rolling into one, uh, it's uh, it's pretty fun. So, uh, but yeah, vote for the athlete of the week and uh, get out and watch some sports and we will break down uh, the first part of the playoff coverage next week in our podcast. So for Will, I'm Dan. Have a good week, everybody. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.